Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Bearing down on the southwest coast of Florida, a monster hurricane. Category 4 plus, it may be a Category 5 by the time it hits the Florida coast. Additional information as we have it. This is a very powerful, major hurricane. The storm is incredibly dangerous, to state the obvious. It's life-threatening. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. And uh, boy, in all seriousness, say a prayer for our uh, fellow citizens down in Florida. It, uh, it, it never made Category 5, but it came close to it. As of 4 p.m., the update from the National Hurricane Center Ian um, made landfall in southwest Florida at 3.10 p.m. as a Cat 4 winds around 150 miles an hour. And even more recently, they were still in the 140-mile-an-hour range, so it is uh, still a mess in uh, central Florida. The storm surge in Fort Myers is 12 to 18 feet. So it's an unbelievable storm surge. What's interesting, though, originally the storm surge was predicted to hit the Tampa Bay area, and the eye of the storm came in between Tampa Bay and Fort Myers. So the this storm is in a counterclockwise rotation, so it brought water into Fort Myers area, and it actually took the water out of the Tampa Bay area. The the Tampa Bay was, you know, an extreme low tide kind of uh, situation because it pulled all the water out of Tampa Bay. But uh, it is a real mess here in eastern North Carolina. This weekend, we're probably going to see some five to eight inches of rain. Uh, for us, it's really just going to be a tropical storm and uh, a lot of rain, but we could see some flash flooding. Uh, down towards the coast, you could see as much as... Uh, six to eight inches again keep your eyes open for flash flooding and uh, possible thunderstorms where the thunderstorms would occur we could see additional rain the uh but again uh there's going to be all kinds of opportunities i'm sure for you to get involved in uh, donating to uh, causes to uh, help the people in florida because it will uh, it's not a Cat 5. I'm trying to remember, what was the name of the storm that was a Cat 5 that came through uh, back in the late 70s, early 80s? It just devastated uh, the the Miami area and uh, across uh, the lower peninsula of Florida. It was just devastating. Um, this is not going to probably be that bad, but it's going to be close to it. And the uh, storm surge and the rain, I mean, they're, they're talking about getting feet of rain in the uh, central Florida area. So uh, say a prayer. Uh, of course, you couldn't uh, help but uh, think, and it happened, uh, Libs immediately uh, started trying to pile on to Ron DeSantis. Joe, uh, that genius Joy Behart on The View today came out and said that, uh, you know, somehow DeSantis deserved this because he doesn't embrace global warming and climate change. Uh, interesting, just last week, there was a story in Just the News about a quartet of Italian scientists claiming that a review of current extreme weather data suggests the world is not experiencing a climate crisis. 
contrary to the claims of most scientists, the leaders around uh, the planet are expressing. Activists and experts have long claimed that climate change will bring about increasingly unstable atmosphere, one that is prone to ever more extreme weather events, including more severe storms, hurricanes, tornadoes, etc. In a paper titled A Critical Assessment of Extreme Events, uh, Trends and Times of Global Warming, punish, uh, punished, published earlier this year, yeah, it was Hurricane Andrew, thank you, uh, Clark, that uh, was so devastating. Uh, European physicists and um, other journalists uh, have come and uh, written uh, on this paper, the global trends in heat wave intensity are not significant, while a daily uh, precipitation intensity and extreme participation frequency are stationary in the main part of the weather stations. Trend analysis, anyway, this is a long, complicated thing, but basically these, these quartet of Italian scientists have come up and said, there's no there there. All this talk about climate change and global warming, it is not affecting our weather. We've always had weather. We've always had extreme weather. And it goes back centuries. It goes back since the fall of, uh, the fall of man, since the sin in Eden. And uh, <laughs> that's pretty much how it is. Anyway, say a prayer for the folks in Florida. It's a mess down there. Uh, town Hall. Uh, get ready, Clark. We're going to play some clips here. Um, Joe Biden, we, we know he has dementia, and it's been there for years and years and years. But it, it might have hit a new all-time high today. What happened? Yeah, that's, well... <laughs> That's what people are saying about you, Joe, today. Come on. Speaking to a crowd during a White House event on hunger, nutrition, and health this morning, Joe Biden asked a number of times where Jackie was. He was referring to the Republican Congresswoman, Jackie Warliski, who was killed in a car accident with two staffers just last month. This is Joe from earlier today. Cut one. And I want to thank all of you here for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. Yeah, Joe, she wasn't going to be there because she's uh, gone to her eternal resting place. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, what makes it worse, though, is Biden made the statement right after there was a video tribute played to the congresswoman. Now, she dedicated, well, I mean, one of her causes that she was really dedicated to was what this event was all about, you know, making sure that there was enough to eat. It was a hunger, nutrition and health event. And that was what she was dedicated to. So they just played a video of her and how sad it was that she passed away. And he gets up and says this further. Now, we, we now know that Joe Biden didn't issue this statement. He had nothing to do with it. But there was a statement issued in August about the congresswoman after she died. He ordered the flags at half staff at the White House. He said, quote, Jill and I are shocked and saddened by the death of the congresswoman from Indiana along with two members of her staff. We have um, maybe different ideologies and some politics, but we agreed on this. Uh, you know, he sent, sent out his deepest condolences to her, her husband, Dean. Uh, 
He said all this. <laughs> and yet, it's, I mean, you have to laugh or you'd cry. Two weeks ago, legislation naming a Veterans Affair Clinic in Indiana after the congresswoman was landed on Biden's desk. He signed for it. So um, the White House came out today. We need to play this uh, clip back in uh, Clark's running all over the office. <laughs> um, we, we, this, is, this is how the White House press briefing Jean-Pierre tried to clean up the mess on aisle four. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened? so the president w- was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, So, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just just explained she was on top of mind. um, you know, this wasn't what we were able to witness today and what the president was able to lift up uh, in this uh, at this conference at this event uh, was how her uh, her focus on um, wanting to uh, uh, deal with combat food insecurity in America. And this is something that he was lifting up and honoring. And again, he knows that he's going to see her family this coming Friday. There is a bill signing uh, that's going to happen in renaming a VA clinic in, in Indiana after the late Congresswoman. He knows that he is going to see her family, and she was a top of mind. What we were able to witness today. <laughs> yeah, everybody witnessed it. Everybody witnessed it. And uh, what's on the top of everybody's mind right now is that we have a president that has major cognitive issues, major cognitive issues. I mean, I understand that there's a lot on everybody's mind, but I mean, this, this is just beyond the pale. I mean, the, the woman dies. It makes national news. Two weeks ago, he signs a bill honoring the woman changing the name of a veterans clinic after the congresswoman. They play a video just before he comes to the podium honoring the deceased congresswoman, and he gets up and says this? I mean, this is just to be added to a long list of things he's done before, but this just takes the icing uh, on, on the cake. I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, th- this is embarrassing. And, and this guy says he's going to run again for the presidency? This this cannot be good for the Democrats as we go into the midterms. Something else that is not too good. I'll tell you, let's take a break. But when we come back, there is another piece of news. And it, it, it the last name is attached to uh, Biden. Uh, this time it's Hunter Biden. But uh, it, more bad news as we go into the midterms. This is unbelievable. But uh, we're going to call this Fang Fang 2.0. Hunter and Eric Swalwell have something in common. I'll tell you what it is when we get back.
There's a lot going on. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. So it's important to stay informed and up to date. Get ready, guys. Get ready, because here we go. Now, now more than ever. It's a disgrace what's happening to our country. At the top, 30 minutes past and when it breaks. Yeah, I try my best to keep up with everything. So I am freaking out. Just try not to freak out. That's a really tough task for me. Now, back to news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. 21 minutes past the top of the hour. It is September 28th, National North Carolina Day. Hmm. 67 years ago today in 1955, the World Series was televised in color for the first time. The New York Yankees beat the Brooklyn Dodgers 6-5 in Game 1. Yeah, it used to be uh, there was a shorter season, and uh, we actually got the World Series in before it started snowing in some cities. Uh, taking a look at your weather forecast, speaking of snow, no, we don't have any snow in the forecast. Cloudy tonight, a low of 54. Tomorrow, cloudy skies, a high of 72. Tomorrow night, the rain begins pretty late in the evening with a low of 62. Then Friday, periods of rain, a high of 69. As the day goes on, the rain will increase, possibly looking at over an inch during the day on Friday. Friday night, more rain coming in and uh, also... Keep your eyes open for isolated tornadoes. They're possible Low a Friday night of 67 degrees. So, uh, again, uh, there's a mess down in Florida. By the time it gets up here, it looks like it's the eye will probably be to our west. But we will get a lot of rain, and it will be rather breezy. So what does Eric Swalwell and Hunter Biden have in common? Actually, two things. One, they are both posting an enormous threat to our national security. And two, they are both doing the horizontal shuffle with Chinese spies. Yes, Fang Fang 2.0. Eric and Hunter are apparently bosom buddies with Chinese spies. It turns out that Hunter Biden's drug enslavement, sex addiction, and uh, pension for Russian hookers don't just stop with the Russian hookers. They now involve Chinese spies, just like Eric. So here's the question. Here's the big question. Where are you, Merrick Garland? Where are you, Christopher Wray? Where is the FBI in all this? They're too busy out arresting pro-life Catholic dads who are praying on street corners, praying for life, and protecting their son from aggressive pro-abortionists. They're too busy doing that or or too busy trying to build some fictitious case against Donald Trump. It turns out that the sex slave son of the president, just like his dad showering sister, lived for the next conquest that could not satisfy the kinkiest porn fantasies. So kinky Hunter had a Chinese honey on the side secretary who was the wide open gate to billions in uh, goodies to the family, to the family fortune. This is out of Fox News, and it is actually confirmed by Republican Congressman James Comer. Her name was Jachi Boa. The story actually broke more than a year ago in the Daily Mail publication out of London. So why are we just now hearing about it? Well, because now we have a whistleblower that has confirmed it, as has Republican Congressman James Comer. And uh, again, a security, why we're down there trying to make stuff up about Donald Trump 
having things under lock and key that could be, you know, be a national security risk. When we have a, a member of the Congressional Committee on National Security sleeping with Chinese spies, we have the son of the president sleeping with Chinese spies. And, and we have this fictitious narrative by Merrick Garland's DOJ going down and trying to wrangle Donald Trump. It's unbelievable. Comer, the uh, congressman, said sometimes all it takes is a honey trap. We saw it with Eric Swalwell, who got caught sleeping with Fang Fang, the spy who stole his heart. Swalwell wasn't the only person to have a Fang Fang in D.C. Turns out Hunter Biden has his own. Ja Chi directed the then vice president's son to a scheme to sell natural gas to China in 2017. Boa acts. Uh, reportedly told him where the Chinese wanted to purchase the gas from, this according to the Daily Caller. Jia Qi also gave hunters, um, hunter pointers on oppo research for the big guy's White House run. The Daily Mail reported last year that flirty messages on Hunter's laptop, the one that uh, you know was uh, Russian disinformation, uh, as Hunter put it in his flirty emails with his uh, on-the-side honey, your doggy chain necklace is waiting for you. Since Hunter didn't have uh, enough time in the military to have his own dog tags or doggy chain, uh, who knows what he meant by that. Uh, she told the vice president's son in an email on his Russian disinformation laptop, many thanks for having been the most amazing and understanding boss and the most charismatic friend and co-conspirator in mischief. Apparently, China's in charge of the Biden White House as uh, they are in charge of the DOJ. And that is no joke. That is no joke. The double standard, the double standard of, of the Biden White House and this DOJ. I mean, does Mayor Garland have no shame? I mean, are they willing to sell our country down the road for a, a political victory? I mean, yeah, they, unfortunately, Keith Kidwell is going to come on with me in a minute. He's over there shaking his head, head yes, they are. I mean, this is, this is the point of being treasonous. I mean, I know we're not at war, but these are our adversaries we're talking about. And we have people in the White House that's selling. I mean, my gosh, can you imagine if something like this happened under a Republican even even a, a rhino Republican, let alone a Donald Trump. I mean, it, it is, a, again, it is amazing how the Democrats blame things on Republicans that they are actually doing. And Nancy Pelosi, yeah, it's projection, Nancy Pelosi, she won't take Swalwell off the Intelligence Committee. It is, uh, boy, if we do not, and I've got some good news related to this, but if we do not kick major butt in this next election, I don't know. I mean, uh, and maybe, maybe the Lord's face is no longer shining on America. I mean, I, you'd have to think that. I mean, you, you look at you look at where our morals are. You have to wonder: Has God given up on us? I pray not. I really pray not. But you have to you have to ask yourself that question. 
Uh, by the way, it goes without saying that uh, there has not been done. I mean, the, the Republicans are trying to give this uh, upcoming election to to the Democrats uh, a little bit of good news. Now, while Mitch McConnell has dumped some money into the Ted Budd campaign, there are a lot of other campaigns that he has basically pulled the plug on, including the the uh, race in Arizona. But um, it, it came out recently, and uh, Town Hall is talking about it today. The uh, pro-Trump PAC, the MAGA PAC, which has raised over $100 million, is going to start cutting checks. So we're going to see an influx of some, uh, I, I don't know that this, they're going to spend it all, but I think they're going to spend most of it uh, between now and Election Day. So uh, th- that's the good news. Um and again, I know a lot of people have complained that Ted Budd hasn't run enough, and he—I agree—he hasn't run enough yet. But uh, Ted Budd is getting ready to uh, spin it up. Mitch McConnell is kicking in some money, and uh, Donald Trump will be kicking in some money as well. So, uh, and uh, interestingly, there's an article I think it was on the WNCT website today talking about that the Dems are worried that there's not enough of out-of-state money coming in for, for uh, Sherry Beasley, uh, which is rather ironic because that's all the money she has is from out-of-state. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Hey, we're going to take a time out. When we come back, we're going to be joined by our friend Keith Kidwell, who represents uh, North Carolina's 79th, am I right there? 79th House District. And uh, listen, I know they're off right now, but Keith's not. He's, uh, he's going at it full throttle. Stay with us. We'll be back with Keith right after this. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome back in. We are joined now by our friend and uh, fellow broadcaster, at least he is during tax season, Keith Kidwell, who represents North Carolina's 79th House District. How how your your district has changed uh, a little bit, hasn't it? (laughs) Quite a bit, yeah. I had... uh... Beaufort and most of Craven, and on uh, January 1st, that changes. I lose Craven, I pick up Pamlico, almost all of Dare and all of Hyde County, and then still Beaufort. In terms of the demographics, is it still as about as conservative as it was previously, or is it a little bit more of a challenge? Yeah, actually, I think it'll probably be just about as conservative as what we had previously. Uh, I found out this past weekend there, there's quite a few Democrats on Dare County and the Outer Banks particularly, uh, that, that aren't too happy with me. But uh, if I'm making them mad, I think I'm doing my job. And just a reminder, you do have a election. I mean, you are on the ballot. I am on the ballot. I do not have a Democrat opponent. Oh, you so, don't? No. Won my primary. Once I won my primary, um, I'm the, uh, I don't know, it's, it's something elect. You know, presumptive. You, you strike fear into your opposition, apparently. That's the way I want to do it. <laughs> well, congratulations on a win. Now, first of all, I mean, there's a bunch of things I want to talk to you about. And uh, right now, you're not in session. Correct. Are, are, is there committee meetings going on still? And there are kind of committees. Things? And I'm, I'm actually been working since we went out of session. I didn't stop. I, I started drafting legislation because I am the presumptive, presumptive elect. I am permitted to draft legislation okay. for 2023. 
so i'm already working on it okay anything that you can uh, give us a little sneak peek on well i'm going to uh, try and make it illegal to use esg scores in north carolina i'm sure you've heard about that if you listen to beck uh i just read an article explain to our audience though so esg ESG is is economic governance and social it's woke how woke your business is if your business isn't woke enough you get bad credit rating uh, maybe no credit at all and banks are leaning and, on this and banks are, are starting to look at that i've already spoken with the treasurer he is on board i went to some training sessions uh over the summer to uh, find out how we deal with this legislatively and we're going to be taking a look at that so related to that uh, you had mentioned to me when we were texting back and forth uh, different thoughts that you're working on uh, because i covered a story last week about how credit card companies have found a new way to go after gun mm-hmm. owners, and essentially, and, and frankly, I've heard I've heard a number of people that are more familiar with the whole gun arena than I am saying, "Listen, if you're going to go buy guns or go buy ammunition, it's not a bad idea to take out the cash and go pay cash for it." Cash or check, yeah. But um, again, the credit card companies are making it more difficult for gun shops and people who want to purchase guns with their credit card. Um, you mentioned that you were working on some sort of legislation related to that. Correct. Yeah. So we're, we're looking at, matter of fact, Dale Falwell, our state treasurer is, is on board with it. Uh, he is taking back over the votes of our proxy votes for the, the state pension. Doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot of oh, votes yeah. he gets yeah. to cast. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, right now they've been letting the investment agencies do that, but Dale has the ability to do that himself. One of the few States that, that we allow that uh, we're going to look at, you know, how they're using these credit scores against businesses you know, Tom, these guys are in a legal business. Matter of fact, I would argue it is a constitutionally protected yeah, business. Yeah, more so than other businesses. Okay, so yeah. uh, they they have a, a, a right to sell. Um, you, you, the Constitution, uh, you know, it tells you very clearly you have the right to the pursuit of happiness, and this is what we're doing. Okay, well, Declaration of Independence. So, you know, they cannot sit there and tell you how to run your business. Just like I told people when they said, oh, we, we can't let businesses force people to wear masks. Business can do what they want to do inside right. their business, right. okay? Whether it's sell a gun, sell hamburgers, whatever the case might be. If you, you don't know, want to if you don't like it, go, don't go. Go to a different business. You Bingo. Know, it's, it's real simple. But the, everybody gets offended today. Well, you, you mentioned that Dare County is now part of your uh, area. Um, last week, you were a part of a – in fact, you, you were the one that really sort of instigated it. There was going to be a prayer rally – up at the Dare County Courthouse, and I guess it was Democrats. I don't know who made the threat. We'll go with just the left. How's that? The left. There was a threat from the left that if you had this prayer meeting at the Dare County Courthouse, there would be a lawsuit based on separation of church and state. Correct. And unfortunately, there was some within the Republican uh, planks that said, okay we're going to cower and we're going to give in keith kidwell said ain't no way yeah not tell happening. us what happened yeah not on my watch yeah they, i mean they, they literally just boom dropped it and said okay we're not going to do it and they, they, their their presentation was well we're going to get a win because we're just going to postpone it no that's a win for the left absolutely okay and i told them uh, quote unquote i am tired of the left pushing us around and telling us what we can and can't do this is the United States of America. The Constitution is still alive and well. The The U.S. Constitution and, and the very First Amendment says that Congress shall make no law that establishes nor prohibits the free exercise of religion. Bingo. And we just had a court case right. where a coach was kneeling on the, on the uh, soccer fields and football fields 
at the school, public ground, praying. Went all the way to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court says you can do that. Yep. So I hung my yep. hat on that. I called my lawyers. I said, guys, I may need you. They said, call us. <laughs> so, you know, no problem. I called the sheriff in Dare County. He says, well, I'm not going to arrest you. You go do what you want to do. And we went out there and had the prayer meeting. Now, it blew up on Facebook, obviously. Then the media picked it up out in Dare County. Uh, Outer Banks Voice, I believe is the name of right. it. And uh, so they ran an article on it, and we ended up, most of the prayer meetings got 10, 15 people, which is pretty standard. I've been doing these for years. Ever since right. I've been elected, every year I go down and do a prayer meeting at the courthouses. And uh, so this is my first time with Dare, and they, they wanted to play this, and so it didn't work well. Matter of fact, I, at the end of the prayer session, I, I said I wanted to thank them for motivating people to turn out. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about asking them to run a fundraiser for me because they're really effective. So they work great for me, so thank you all for that. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, you know, we ended up with 75 people instead of 10 or 15 show up for the go. prayer meeting. We had myself, another state representative. I had three or four of their, their county commissioners, several of their school board members, one of their judges, two police officers, well, police and a sheriff's, uh, and they were not there, you know, to bother us. They came to listen, they told me. And, uh, was Dale Falwell? And Dale Falwell, okay. our state treasurer, wow. showed up. So, you know, it was pretty exciting. I was like, hey, guys, matter of fact, a guy showed up with a shofar. And blew the shofar over all of the leaders and elected officials and things like this. And the left went nuts. They said, we're appropriating the Jewish religion and it was their most sacred thing. And I'm like, you know, does that mean like you can't play a, a, a bagpipe unless you're Irish? Or, you know, <laughs> is that only allowed at Catholic celebrations? Or, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I, I just thought an instrument is an instrument. The guy was there. He was praying. Everybody was. I mean, there was prayer. There was song. It was phenomenal. And it totally absolutely blew up in their face and then they went nuts again the the comments are so vile it's amazing i mean it, i i told you back when my wife and i were sick they turned around and said right. why are you laying in the hospital bed go pray to your sky ghost okay this this is what they told us so substantially the same types of things on this you know oh you're weaponizing religion how do we weaponize religion because we're praying? Because we're praying? Well, you know, I mean, there's there's some truth to that. I mean, you stop and think about it. I mean, the, the Bible is referred to as the sword of the spirit. And, uh, you know, it, we're not battling against flesh and blood, but spiritual realms. So, and we it, talked about that at the meeting. So what, what's interesting is I told the one person on Facebook that said that we had violated their rights. I said, well, no, we didn't violate your rights. We had the right to pray. You had the right to stay home. And you did. Right. Right. You know, so. It is. I mean, and I this this comes up quite often in, in discussions when we're we're interviewing different people. But it is pretty obvious we're in spiritual warfare. Yes, I mean we're in spiritual warfare. I mean that used to just sort of be you know you'd speak about that because things were going bad. But the the vile things that are being said and done, mm -hmm. the practices of uh, when you when you see children, you know, in, in that haven't even gone through puberty yet being uh mutilated yes. in the name of transgenderism and, and that mean, that's on my legislation list so <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's thank oh. I, I mean in all honesty keith i i thank the lord that you were there uh fighting the fight and uh uh do keep it up um well, well tell me about this transgender legislation well so uh, I've, i'm in its infancy but my ideas are uh, one of the things is we recently in beaufort county uh, had a drag day at, at a uh, place, and I saw when you where, say we had a drag day, well, we I, I, I didn't attend, <laughs> but I represent Beaufort County, so it's you know it's it's the county I, I serve, and and I think most of the people I know are not happy 
Uh, you know, there's some people going to be real unhappy because I even bring it up. But, you know, when, when I look at the Bible and I, you know, I listened to something about Billy Graham about a week and a half ago when Vicky and I were up in uh, Kentucky and uh, Billy Graham said, if, if God does not smite the United States of America, he's going to owe Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he, he said that rest his soul before he died. But, uh, you know, that's that's the truth of it. If if we do not come back and turn and, and seek God's face, uh, we're going to be in big trouble. Yeah. We really are. And and I will do my best. And I, I have. I, I fought the governor when he closed our churches, sued him, got the churches reopened. Uh, to me, this was the same level of interference with our rights to pray. You know, nobody was going to offend you. Nobody was going to drag you out there to do that. The legislation I'm looking at, Tom, is going to – I'm thinking about putting some sort of a – like they have the ratings on movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that if you're having a show, live show, uh, that there's going to be a rating on it. Mm. And that somebody under a certain age level is not going to be permitted in based on the content of the show. Now, don't call me up and start saying I'm going after the cartoons and all. The, well, some of the Disney stuff, maybe we should. Yeah, really. Um, but, you know, when, when we're going to have a drag show, Tennessee had one in a church. Mm. I'm thinking, really, guys? Yeah. You know, because you've clearly not read the same Bible I have. Uh, well, oh, isn't that you know, have they even Have they even broken <laughs> open the Bible? Yeah. That's- so we're, we're going to look at that. I, you know, I don't care what you do sexually in your life, but I also don't want you ramming it down the throats of children isn't it curious that they would accuse you of weaponizing a prayer rally because you're mm-hmm. praying and at the same time they would be outraged if if well they're going to be outraged with this this legislation you're proposing well i'm gonna make a lot of people mad with a lot of different bills i'm doing tom oh, well, <laughs> so, good for you Keep but that's up. okay because you know first of all you know the people a lot of folks are like well you're supposed to represent everybody i do but I can't necessarily say I'm going to represent the ideals of people who totally diametrically oppose to what I believe. Right. Okay. I believe in smaller government. I believe in the, the rights of the people to exercise what they want to do when they want to do it. I believe in America. I believe in the America you and I grew up in. Right. And I am going to do my best. The reason I decided to run for office, I literally walked in the house about 10 or 12 years ago, told my wife, I said, honey, I got bad news. You're not going to like it. Sit down. We're going to talk. I'm running for office because, and I, I quote, I told her, I cannot envision laying in my deathbed, looking up at my grandchildren's faces and saying, this country is yeah. horrible, and I did nothing to yeah. fix it. Yeah. That's why I do this program. Yeah. I mean, I'm not patting your back or my back, but I mean, we, we, we have got to get in the fight. We've got to roll up our shirt sleeves and say, I'm going to do something. I, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do something. You know, it's interesting, the situation over in Italy where this Georgia Maloney was just elected prime minister. And what's what's really uh, uh, striking about this is they are calling her an extremist. Yes. Now, if you go and listen to her speeches, it is about family. Yep. It is about Christian values. And uh, just as you just said, the things that we grew up with and people say, oh, you want to turn back the clock to the 1950s? Well, in some ways, yeah, I do. (laughs) I want the morals that we had. I want our children respecting yeah. their teachers authority and themselves right and and having our children to be respected that Absolutely. they're not being preyed upon yeah, yeah. but uh, it, it is it is curious that here you have italy that has lived under you know a strong socialist rule for decades and even over i mean they're they're way down the road from where we are and unfortunately we're trying to get where they are 
but uh, again, you know, she's she's go go online. I mean, I always say this to our listeners: go online and and find some of her speeches. Now you're going to have to you know make sure you've got uh, the ability to uh, have the uh, um, uh, words at the bottom in English because she's speaking in Italian. Although she does, she did deliver a, a speech to CPAC over. Here. But did, in fact, did you run into her when you were down there? I did not. No, I, I would have been interested to do yeah. so. But yeah, I she, was down there for d- three days. I, yeah. I didn't run across her. Apparently, she gave a speech at, at CPAC in English. But uh, yeah, just just a terrific uh, woman in, in terms of the principles that she's standing for. But yet, she is considered by the media extremists well yeah you're considered an extremist by the media and by the left if you are a christian and you believe in what america is and what it was founded on yeah and that's very unfortunate because that's the way i was raised i'm sorry i mean i i just i'm i'm doing in raleigh what people sent me to do and it's not i don't say this tongue-in-cheek i'm not kidding at all I listened to what folks were complaining about. I looked at what I was complaining about over the years and, and what you talk about on your show every day. We want our America back. We want the America back that, that has a, you know, what are we going to do about our military? Yeah. You know, how are you going to 30,000 person deficit in recruitment because nobody wants to join the military? Right. Why? Because our children are not raised to have patriotism and to love our nation they're not going to go serve for us. They're not going to put their life on the line for a country that they despise. Well, let's call it what it is. The Biden administration, I mean, obviously through their vaccine policies and their and that didn't help, and their woke policies and their gender affirming policies yeah. and their mixing men and women together in the same barrack policies. Obviously, they're doing all they can in in the name of freedom and progressivism. They're yeah. doing all they can to to ruin the military stay with us we got to take one last time out uh, we'll be right back with keith kidwell ride and shotgun with your five o'clock drive well, the drive home should be a delight this is tom lamprecht with more news and views on talk 96.3 and 103.7 all right, welcome in and welcome back. Um, speaking of patting ourselves on the back, uh, congrats to uh, our own WTIB. It is the uh, station of the year for 2022 for the medium radio station markets. And uh, so congratulations to everybody here at uh, WTIB who's a part of it. Here's the, the fancy little crystal award that they uh, won just today from the North Carolina Associate- Association of uh, Broadcasters. Very cool. Yeah. Congratulations to Henry Hinton yeah. and everybody at the station. So that means he's going to raise his rates? Uh, <laughs> I'm just asking because I run a lot of ads over here. <laughs> Henry, keep those rates down. No, not, not for you, Keith. Okay, you're, good. You're, you're too much of a, a good, loyal customer. <laughs> um, it, we're talking about a lot of things. We've got a couple of minutes left. Um, there was a uh, thing that was passed in Tucson that basically gave every – child in tucson the ability to uh get a voucher to go to any school they wanted to whether it's public school or private school like it and uh in fact there was there was a petition out trying to get enough signatures to challenge this they failed to get enough signatures for it now of course they're they're you know the the left is saying oh this is unfair you're not allowing the people to decide well the people decided. People decided. I mean, we have a representative government, and you couldn't get enough signatures to override the representative government. So it, it seems to me the people decided. Spoke loud and clear. And I know that we have a governor who would veto this unless we get a veto-proof majority. Working on it. Yeah. Is there uh, 
anyone or is even Keith Kidwell thinking about anything along the lines of just school ch- increasing our school choice? So it, that's on our list. Uh, when I say ours, the Freedom Caucus is looking at a lot of these types of incidents. We're looking at election bills. We're looking at education. We're looking at just across the gamut. Uh, we're looking at putting teeth into some of the laws. Uh, as an example, so we have in the election system four people who were just convicted. They got misdemeanors. Nobody got any jail time. I immediately got on with uh, legislative analysis, started having them draft a bill. If you get convicted of election fraud, I want you to have a felony. I want you to go to jail. Hmm. Okay, bottom line. So when we look at the school choice stuff, uh, we need to have the school choice that the people want. COVID was a big help. Yeah, yeah. To, it, that to was this. the silver and lining. It, it was the silver lining because – People found out that the schools weren't necessarily doing their jobs. And I don't blame the teachers. Right. It, it, this is a process that's been a long time building where well, we are. And it doesn't come from Raleigh. It comes from it, D.C. It comes from yeah. D.C. a lot of it because they're trying to control it. Uh, matter of fact, the uh, North Carolina charter system gave me an award this year uh, because they, they appreciate what I've done to work toward the freedom for schools. Right. And we're going to continue to look at that to how we can make it easier to send your children wherever you want to go to school. I lived in Florida for four years. Your child could go to school in any school in the state. Now, the bus would only take them to the local school district. Right. If you wanted them to you go to the school there. five counties away, you get them there, they could go to that school. we got to wrap it up. Um, if someone would like to have Keith Kidwell come and speak to their organization, where do they contact? Easiest thing is going to be keithkidwell.com. Okay, there That's you go. Short, sweet, to the point. Keithkidwell.com. Thank you for all you do. Glad to do Thanks it, Thanks for stopping in. Bad and, news uh, for the left. I'm going to keep doing it. Well, good news for the right, and uh, thanks again for standing tall on this prayer rally up in uh, Dare County. Thank you for ticking off some uh, Democrats. Yeah, Keep it my, up. Go ahead. Make my day. <laughs> hey, we're going to run. We'll uh, do it again tomorrow at 5. Play a little political trivia. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.